Coming up today on the Lead to Succeed podcast. I just had a business consultation session with an entrepreneur just yesterday, and she said she was terrified to share her most authentic self. And I said, well, what you should really be terrified of is not getting aligned customers because there's never a shortage of business. There's never a shortage of opportunity when you show up as a leader, but you can only do that by sharing who you are, what you believe in and why, and by coming as your authentic self. Do you want to learn the tricks that top leaders use to get the most out of themselves and their teams? Well, Naftali Hoff is here to help lead to succeed. Picks the brains of top leaders to learn about their challenges, insights, and best practices. Here's Naftali. Hello, Lead to Succeed Nation. It's Naftali Hoff, and welcome to Lead to Succeed, episode 110. Today, I have the pleasure of speaking with Tara Gooch. Tara started her company, Best Branding Solutions, during the global pandemic in June 2020. She's a proud entrepreneur, mother, and wife who believes in leadership in all aspects of business and life. She coaches people on personal branding and LinkedIn strategies that maximize leadership teams to drive organizational growth and increase sales effectiveness. And who doesn't want to learn those kinds of things? Tara believes that success is possible for everyone and that there's enough for all if we align with our purpose and focus on being creative, not competitive. Tara, thank you so much. It's so great to have you on the show today. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. So so talk me through this a little bit. Everyone's got a backstory. And um, how did you get to where you are what was your what was your journey and specifically what brought you to really focus in on LinkedIn? Well, I, I love LinkedIn, first of all. It's it's one of it's just the best platform for building a community and relationships. Um, but it's also the world's largest business to business networking platform. So the amount of opportunity is seemingly endless. Um and I, I started tapping into it, you know, several years ago just building up my network and developing it. And um, then, you know, I realized I was I was a corporate sales director. Uh, so that would have been March of 2022 was, was my last uh, stint in corporate. And I decided to go full-time entrepreneur. Um, so thankfully I had a really solid network with lots of good connections in my back pocket. And that enabled me to go into entrepreneurship and have kind of like a head start. Um, I already had built up a community that knew, like, and trusted me and really looked at me as a leader. I, mm -hmm. you know, continuously sought to deliver valuable content and inspire people. And at the time, I, you know, didn't really have an agenda. It was just... Let's inspire people. Let's be positive. Let's motivate and see what happens. Let's just show up as my authentic self. But then I realized that I wasn't showing up as my authentic self because up until about July of 2022, I had never posted a video of myself on social media. This posting of the video, I realized that you know, if if I post a video, will people judge me? Will people reject me? Will people not like me? 
And then I said, you know what? It's about finding the right people, not all people. So I'm going to show up as my authentic self. I'm going to deliver video content. I'm going to post pictures. I'm going to deliver a lot of value. And I'm going to do it with intentional, uh, the intentional purpose of again, finding an aligned audience, not just all, all reach possible, but aligned reach. And that kind of enabled me to go into other next steps in my life and career. Wow. Okay. So before we dive into those next steps, it's kind of interesting. Um, you know, I run a business mastermind group and I invite guest presenters often to share different ideas. And the presenter who came on our on our in our group yesterday spoke a lot about this point as well about being authentic. You are your brand. You need to show up as an individual and you need to create that content. And there was a certain degree of predictable, I think, unease within the group about things like, well, how vulnerable can you be? Does that indicate that you're in some way incompetent and whatnot? So maybe you can talk a little bit more about authenticity, what it means specifically, and maybe why you think it's so important. Like why do, why are so many people drawn to it? And, um, and, I, and I would go a little bit further because I've seen a number of your posts. That's actually how we met or we connected on LinkedIn first. And a lot of your posts seem to be more, let's call it personal in nature, in terms of your family, yourself, et cetera. And you know, if I'm on if I'm on LinkedIn and I'm looking for a business coach, you do sales coaching, you do LinkedIn coaching, you do other things like that. So you might say, you know, the the I guess it would be the left the left brained individual might say, well, what does this have to do with that? I'm looking for a sales coach. I'm not looking for somebody who's telling me their personal drama, so to speak, you know, on a public platform. Why do you think it's so important to integrate personal matters, demonstrate vulnerability, talk about, you know, all these different aspects as a way, not just as a sort of sideshow to what you deliver? but actually to almost almost prioritize it um, in terms of how you show up online? Absolutely. Great question. It's so simple. 100%, 100% of your customers, business partners, investors, people in your social network are people. 100% of them. 100% of them have failed. 100% of them have problems that they don't share, but are looking for a leader who understands their story. And if you're not showing up as your most authentic self, if you're not sharing stories of failure, times that you've, you know, gone down and gotten back up, you are not inspiring people. And if you're not inspiring people, there's no way they can remember you. And if they don't remember you, when they go to make that purchasing, that buying decision, they're going to go to somebody who did deliver, who did show up as their authentic self. And the one thing I've learned is when you do show up as your most authentic self, there's never a shortage of customers. Because there's always people who are looking for that leadership there's always going to be people. I've, I've shared stories about openly about struggles with depression. Do you know how many leaders are going through depression right now? Do you know how I many? I can only leaders, imagine. 
you can only imagine, right? Yeah. And that's my that's my target audience. I don't share those stories to to the land clients. I share those stories to give them hope. And that hope brings us closer together on a human level. Mm. You know what I mean? So when you share that vulnerability, when you share your true self and your experiences, it opens the door for you to get in front of those right people. And you know what? I've never, ever met a successful person that hasn't failed. Usually the most successful people fail more than most people even try. So sharing stories of failure is the glue that can get you really close to somebody else. Nice. There's a lot to unpack. There's one area I'd like to focus on specifically in what you were talking about. Uh, Leadership is a passion of mine. It's actually the name of this podcast. Um, It's a focus of my first book. And uh, I think there are a lot of misconceptions around leadership, what it is. Is it associated with a title? Is it not? Uh, And I think most of us still have that, let's call it prior or um, old-fashioned definition of leadership that it's typically based off of a hierarchical structure and where you stand in the proverbial totem pole or pyramid or whatever, whatever the framework is that you're talking about. But it's associated with me having power over you based on me making decisions relating to your, you know, employment status or things like that. You know, you're not engaging with people in that kind of way. You're like myself, a coach, a consultant, a speaker, et cetera. And so you don't have that kind of quote power over someone the way, I mean, I did as as a former head of school once upon a time, that was my role, but leadership, the way you're defining it, if I'm understanding it correctly, is more about the, the leading of people, not so much the power over people, but it's the idea here is a pathway. Here is a, a way of thinking about things. Here is hope, motivation, opportunity that you haven't considered or known about, et cetera. And I'm providing that for you. And we're looking, we, the collective, we as individuals look for people who can provide insights, inspiration, motivation, and things like that. And I think that many people say, well, I'm not a leader. You know, I don't have it in my title. I don't, I don't have any authority over anyone. But the way you're defining it, and I and I agree, by the way, with the definition, is that you can lead just by showing up, just by telling your story, just by pointing people in a direction, even if you're not necessarily walking them through the entire process, but you're at least putting the flashlight, so to speak, uh, on the path and you're giving them a direction now that they didn't consider previously. Yes, absolutely. So, so powerfully true. Leadership is not a title. Leadership is a state of mind. But going back to, you know, how you introduced me, I believe that there is enough for all. So with leadership, it should be an abundance mindset, not a scarcity mindset. And if you have an abundance mindset with leadership, you believe there's enough for all. You believe that as long as, you know, people are aligned with their purpose, there's enough for them, right? You believe that we rise together. Um, I, I don't subscribe to the idea that um, just because someone else is winning that I'm losing. Absolutely not. I think that we all win together and as a collective, we're better off for it. And when you show up as a leader, when you show up again as authentic, your vulnerable self, there's always going to be that aligned audience. And as a business, 
by doing that, by sharing things like your core values, what you believe in and why, you'll never have a shortage of customers. And I just had a business consultation session with an entrepreneur just yesterday, and she said she was terrified to share her most authentic self. And I said, well, what you should really be terrified of is not getting aligned customers because there's never a shortage of business. There's never a shortage of opportunity when you show up as a leader, but you can only do that by sharing who you are, what you believe in and why, and by coming as your authentic self. That's it. So if you want to succeed, you have to understand that no star ever stood out in the sky by blending in with the other stars. It's scary. It takes a lot of courage, but that's leadership. And that it sure is. Yes, that is the magnetism that people flock to and follow. Absolutely. So you mentioned your this entrepreneur um, client of yours who shared how she was terrified uh, to go out there and be authentic and whatnot. I heard a rumor that once upon a time you were terrified about getting up and speaking in public, that maybe you were a shy person growing up and whatnot, but now you're on the stage, delivered a keynote recently. Uh, talk about that piece of it. How can a person who has a fear, whether it's a fear of public speaking, um, and of course, if you have any particular tips about public speaking, I think we're always looking for those. Um, but how do you advise people who have a, an intrinsic fear to overcome that fear in a way that allows them to achieve what would seem to be a huge transformation in a relative short period of time? Absolutely. So my goal last year, I set out to be 1% better every day. It's a completely attainable and achievable goal for any person, regardless of what resources or limitations you have. So if you achieve 1% betterment every single day, by the end of the year, you're 37 times improved. Well, logically speaking, a person that's 37 times improved is a completely different person. So that completely different person that you've metamorphosized and became is going to be the catalyst to the growth that you're really looking to achieve. So for me, you know, growing up, public speaking was absolutely terrifying. I would get red. I would sweat. Uh, my voice would crack. I could not speak. I felt that there was a literal block. I don't know what it was, but something inside told me, if you don't do this, you're not going to help the millions of people that need you, that need to hear your message. You're not going to inspire anybody by staying silent and by going off in a corner and be hidden from the world. In order for you to change lives and create impact that you're seeking, you absolutely have to get on a larger stage, get outside of your comfort zone and become 1% better every day. So within less than a year's time, I did that. So it was actually only nine months. I went from not being able to speak up on a Zoom call to going on stage in Washington, D.C. and delivering a keynote address that got me a standing ovation. It sounds like something out of a movie, but it's incredibly true. And it started with getting really clear about what my goals were, what I wanted, and what 
how I was keeping myself in my own comfort zone and what my comfort zone was. And then every day just chipping down at that wall and ultimately becoming that person that I wanted to be. It was scary. So if I could, if I could interject for a second, this was great by the way, but I want to, I want to bring it to more, let's call it brass tacks. So let's let's use your story, for example. Nine months ago, you were petrified to even go on Zoom, and now you're delivering a powerful keynote with a with a standing room only, not standing room only, standing, standing applause and whatnot, which is fantastic. What specifically, I, I know you said you talked about setting goals and you talked about day-to-day improvement. I wonder though, for some listeners, if that might be still a little bit too theoretical and maybe not specifically concrete. Now, obviously you're not coaching them on an individual basis, but what would be some specific things that you did do or you would advise others to do? Uh, Well, let's stay with public speaking, but it could be relevant to anything to move from this very far place from your goal to incrementally get better to the point where you're now a completely transformed person. Absolutely. So we talked about video a little bit ago. Video was a huge catalyst for me to start um, practicing, right? To start getting my voice out there to a larger audience. And one of the things that I realized, you know, when I first started doing video, I I would take 50 takes and Mm. I hated each one of them. But Mm -hmm. I just pressed the post button anyway. And I started getting a lot of traction. I started getting clients. And then I started doing it on a weekly basis. And then it became, all right, I'm going to do a LinkedIn live. And then I'm going to appear on podcasts. And then it was, it was this steadily progression of escalation of that same thing that was scary and definitely outside of my comfort zone. But I did it in incremental ways throughout a span of time to eventually get me comfortable enough to where I could be on stage. So it wasn't that I was terrified to go raise my hand on a Zoom call to going on stage. It started off as a video on my phone. Then it got to LinkedIn Lives, podcasts, and then I did my stage work. So it was definitely a progression, but it those steady steps over time got me to where I felt comfortable enough to eventually get that end goal. Yeah, I heard a lot of things there that I'd love to sort of unpack two of them in particular one of them again referring back to the conversation yesterday on my mastermind literally that was a debate within the group one person said you just have to put yourself out there you have to create content he has i think he said 500 videos or so on linkedin at this point and he said if you look at the first 10 first 20 they're certainly nowhere near as good as the current ones are but it's a process and you'll get better but you have to start somewhere and you have to be willing to be not great for the purpose eventually of getting better and better and being more capable of of, of delivering a refined and punchy message in less time with all the other trimmings, you know, that make quality video. And then um, the other point that you, you didn't say it directly, but I think you were certainly referring to it as you were talking, the idea of having this macro goal. So in your case, it might be being able to speak publicly in front of X number of people, but you also want to ask yourself, well, what are the incremental goals? What are the in-between goals that I need to set for myself so that I can get closer to that bigger goal? And in your case, it was posting video content on LinkedIn. It was getting on podcasts. You mentioned something else as well. Those in-between steps 
create more opportunity for you to refine your message, to just feel more comfortable in conversation, to be comfortable being uh, viewed by others publicly and whatnot. And then the, the stage becomes an outgrowth almost like an extension of all of those other smaller steps in between, which I think is very important for anyone, regardless, because I coach on, on productivity and, and, and goal setting and whatnot. And oftentimes you have to ask yourself, well, what are the steps in between that will allow me eventually to achieve my bigger goal? Um, so so that's that's something that I wanted to sort of, I guess you say, tease out and, and emphasize. So I, I have another question for you, and this is, this is for somebody who is, you know, I wrote this book. I have a hard time sometimes because of my background showing it, but it's called Becoming the New Boss. And it was designed for, for leaders who are emerging, you know, people who are either getting into their position for the first time or transitioning, working with different people, whether they're formally leaders or not. What advice would you give to somebody who's starting out in leadership to ensure that they have a successful run? Because oftentimes leaders sabotage themselves un unintentionally, and before you turn around, they're out. Yeah. So what, what what advice would you offer? Well, failure is a good thing, right? So as a leader, one of the scariest things that you can do is delegate something because, you know, we we like the way that we do something. We think what we do is perfect. But ultimately, you have a capacity, right? And there's a reason why you've hired someone else. There's a reason why that other person is on your team. They're going to fail just like you failed. But you have to let them fail to a certain extent. If you don't let them learn, they're never going to be the type of leader you are today. But you also have to, you have to walk the walk, right? You have to talk the talk. You have to show up. You have to, you know, come in, uh, not that you know everything, but come in humble, right? Ask that other person for help and guidance as well. You don't know everything, just like that person doesn't know everything. But ultimately, that failure that so many leaders look at as a bad thing is, is a good thing because it means you're trying. Amazon, mm -hmm. for example, Amazon is continuously disrupting themselves. Continuously. They're always trying new things. Sometimes it fails. Sometimes it bombs. But if they didn't try, they're not learning. And if they're not learning, they're not growing. And if they're not growing, they don't have a competitive advantage. Mm -hmm, failure mm -hmm. is one of the best ways to get that competitive advantage and to learn new things but you can't do that if you don't know how to delegate you can't do that if you don't know how to accept failure again failure is a is the basis of all success i don't care what anybody says you cannot succeed in anything without failing first mm -hmm, period mm-hmm so let your yeah. team let your team experiment. Let them let them fail a little bit, and if it doesn't work, let them come up with another solution with your guidance and leadership. But you have to learn how to let go sometimes and delegate, and let people fail. And when they do, don't recognize it as a bad thing, but recognize it as a growth catalyst. So I'm going to throw that right back at you. It's great, by the way, what you said. And I'd love to talk more about <laughs> delegation. Uh, that's an area that I focus on a lot in my book. That's an area that I focus on. I have a training actually coming up on Tuesday uh, where I'm going to walk a, a sizable nonprofit through the process of delegation, why that's so critical. 
Um, but let's talk for a minute about failure and specifically a failure of yours that sets you up for future success. Something that happened that in the moment felt really rotten, but you look back at it later and say, wow, that was the greatest blessing. There's so many. How, how can, you know, I, and I'm not afraid to admit it either. I, I'm uh, very open about my failures. But there was, you know, one particular moment. So this would have been when I was in corporate. I was a corporate sales director. And on the, on the surface, it looked like I had it all. I had an 1,100 square foot office with my own conference room in it. I had a kitchen. I had a couple of offices in there, a huge office. I had a company car, I had a cell phone, I had all these things. I had vacations paid. What I didn't have was happiness. I was failing on the inside. On the outside, it looked like I had it all. It looked like mm. I should be somebody to be emulated and respected and admired. On the inside, I felt like it was a black hole, right? I wasn't joyful. I wasn't happy. I was failing. So failure can come and look a lot of different ways for a lot of different people. But I knew that I was failing because I wasn't living up to my fullest potential of what I knew I could be. So while I was on the surface looking good, looking good, I knew it was not nearly the potential that I was capable of. So I used that failure and that depressive state and that state of anxiety and that state of loneliness and hopelessness as, again, a catalyst to jumpstart a career in entrepreneurship. It was a failure. I let go of a lot of things. I gave up my company job. I gave up, all, or, or pardon me, my company car and all of these other things. And I went in full, you know, full entrepreneurship mode. And I said, you know what? If I fail, at least I tried. If I didn't try, I would never know. And I think so many people are just so afraid of that failure that it prevents them from trying. But at the end of the day, I'd rather try and fail than live a life of regret and remorse that I didn't go for my dreams. Yeah, I love it. Uh, you know, there's a colleague of mine. Uh, she's been in the educational space for a really long time. And I think she has a lot of potential to deliver beyond the proverbial confines of the work that she does, even though she does great work and delivers a lot of value. And she refers to them as the golden cufflinks. I'm sorry, uh, handcuffs. Yes. The idea that she's so busy with this kind of work, but it's very demanding. And, you know, you get a certain compensatory rate from it, but it's not the same, I believe, as what's potentially out there for her. And I use that in my mind as an example of people who feel like, well, I have the security of a job. I may not love it, but I have it. And I'm afraid to take that risk and go beyond because who knows if I'll have anything, you know, who knows if that'll work out at all. And sometimes you feel this compulsion just to do it anyway. Like in your case, in my case, I knew I wasn't returning to the school that I was leading at that particular time. So I took a bet on myself and I said, why should I wait until I'm near retirement and, and borderline washed up to then start doing the consulting thing? I wanted to do it earlier where I had some runway. I could really make a potential career for myself of, uh, out of it. And thank God it's worked out very well for me. Um, so what advice would you give? And this, I think, will be the final question for this segment. What advice would you give to somebody who isn't quite ready to take a full leap into 
this new possibility. They see the value. They think they can contribute as a coach. They can become a, a trusted advisor. They could, they could find new opportunities, side hustles, this kind of thing. How do you advise them or, or, or what would you advise them um, to do in order to determine whether or not there's some stickiness to this new possibility without losing the, the foundation that they currently have because they're not ready to jump all in just yet? Ah, I love that. Well, the best piece of advice is the safe route can fail too. Guess what? There is no safe route. Look at how many just in the United States alone in tech alone this year have gotten laid off and more layoffs are happening. Our corporate jobs are not secure, right? So we can't rely on a career anymore. It may be, you know, things have changed. It's kind of flipped. You have to have something else in the works, in the pipeline, regardless of what that is. And listen to your gut. What is your gut telling you? Does your gut tell you that this is your purpose? And if it is, God bless, keep going. But if it's not your instincts, you should know. You should feel it. And if you know you're made for more, start as a side hustle, right? There is absolutely nothing you can lose by starting something as a side hustle, figuring it out a little bit, and then, you know, keep working. But do it, you know, even if it's two hours a day, just keep chipping at something that you believe in, that you feel like is aligned with your purpose and your values or, or what you want out of life. And keep that corporate job. And then if in the event that you do get let go, or if you do decide it's not for you, you have some kind of a safety net built up. You already have some kind of a network, some kind of a framework so that you're not starting from scratch. But the best time to start would have been a year ago. The second best time is right now, but you've got to do it. You've got to pull that trigger. Awesome. Great advice. So now we're going to transition rapid fire, short and sweet. Uh, 10 being highest, one being lowest, the importance of a coach or a mentor. 10, 10, every good, the best people have a coach and a mentor. LeBron Absolutely. James, LeBron James has tons of coaches, tons of mentors, right? The best, most successful people on the planet have a coach and a mentor. A quote you that you live by or, or think about often. My favorite quote is an ounce of doing is worth a pound of theorizing. Love it. Your favorite hobby? Working out and cooking, which don't go together, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, it could be. It could be healthy cooking. And yeah. by the way, cooking could be a really good exercise. And there's that's a study true. that says, interestingly <laughs> enough, that that hotel... Um, I forget what they call them nowadays. They used to call it, you know, the, the clean the cleaning help within hotels. They had two different groups, and one of them was informed about the benefits of the of the exercise that they were getting by doing all of their work, and the other one wasn't. They literally that first group lost weight and was in better physical condition. So if you put your mind to even things like cooking, you'll actually <laughs> see the health benefits. And finally, a productivity tip that helps you to get more done. Map out your day. Don't just don't just rapid fire and, you know, again, just start your day off with emails. Map out your day. How does your morning look? Set your day up for success by mapping it out with a strategy, blocking off times. That's the best thing that I did to help me in my business. 
literally blocking off times for cold calls, blocking off times for networking and emailing and catching up on things. Block off your time and start it with a strategy. That's great. I'm going to be talking about that in a deep dive seminar I have coming up in two weeks. So I'm super excited. Uh, Share with my audience, please, where people can find you, how they can connect with you. Absolutely. So I launched a personal brand website, uh, TaraLafonGooch.com. But you can also find me on my company website, bestbranding.solutions, or on LinkedIn, Tara LaFon Gooch. I'm on LinkedIn all the time. So that's one of the best places to find me. Absolutely. Okay, Tara, this has been fantastic. One final life lesson, please, to end our conversation. You were made for this. You are capable. There's nothing you can't do. Stop those limiting beliefs, that negative self-talk, and that imposter syndrome. It's not serving you. It's not getting you anywhere in life. And ultimately, it's keeping you exactly right where you are. If you want to move ahead, you've got to put that behind you and believe in yourself. And then every single day, keep believing in yourself. It's nothing that's going to stay. You're not going to stay motivated all the time. But what you can do is believe in yourself and chip away at it every single day and keep those imposter syndromes and those negative self-talk right where they belong and be seen in a big way because you do deserve it and you're fully capable of anything you set your mind to. Love it. And I, what I love about that last point is the fact that you combined motivation with action. Like it's oftentimes we're waiting for that motivating moment to be inspired. When I get inspired, I'm going to do it. But it's all about taking that little bit of inspiration and then taking purposeful action. And I will tell you, as a performance coach, I'm inspired by this conversation. I gain a lot out of it. And I'm sure the rest of Lead to Succeed Nation uh, has as well. So thank you so much, Tara, for coming on the show today. It's been an absolute pleasure. And um, I'm looking forward to getting this out there really soon. Thanks so much for listening to this episode and for investing in yourself so that you can lead to succeed. Before you go, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review the show. Your feedback gives the show more social proof and encourages more folks to listen. 